Welcome to Rugby Pick'em, Denver, Colorado. We are coming to you live minutes, hours, seconds before the Eagles game against Argentina. We have two of our very best, Logan Collins and John Warner, on the ground in Tokyo. But we have two of the other best uh, in studio, Harpo. Welcome back to the show after a long time. We love you traveling through and Barry Hibbert back again. What's up? How's it been? Good to be back. It's good to have you guys back. What have you thought of the tournament so far? And by that, I mean the initial tournament of the HSBC Women's 7 Series. Harpo, our women did it. Cue the national music. We won. How about them Lady Eagles? Hey, putting a smackdown on New Zealand 19-17. Two-point victory and then going to the uh, finals. 26-7 over Australia. Looking good. Team effort. Really good team effort. We had the uh, the Smash and Bash sisters. Number two, Yona Mar. And number eight, Jordan Mateus. Matias. Her husband actually plays for the San Diego Legion. Oh. Did I pronounce the last name right? Ryan Matias. Ryan. Ryan Matias. But Jordan Matias. She was amazing. Rugby couple. The rugby smash and bash sisters. Couple. They were running over them, through them, and occasionally around them. Wow. Cleaning out every nice. ruck. The, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, M&M, the M&M girls, Maher and Mattias. Love it. Hats off to them. And the two spark plugs. You cannot leave out Christy Kirsch, who came off the bench and was the spark plug that they needed, along with... Uh, uh, number uh, five, Olive Kelter, the two spark plugs. And one more shout out. There was a sort of like a, a, a between the two of them, you had um, uh, Lauren Doyle. She was half spark plug, half smash and bash. And between the five of them, they destroyed their competition. And we also had the speedster out on the wing there, uh, Naya Tapper, along with our two props, Chetta Embra and Abby Gustadius or whatever. I'm bad with names. I love it. I love it, Harpo. All seven. It was a team effort. Let's hear it for the the Lady Eagles. The Lady Eagles. All 12 of them getting involved. Alev Kelter, her highlight reel is insane. She imposes her will on other women. And uh, that's a hot target to a tournament. Barry, nothing better than a win at home uh, to start off the HSB7s, as the Springboks have done many times in Gipton. Absolutely. You know, I, I, Laura Spora tells me that the, uh, the stadium exploded um, with the, the ladies' Eagles. So I'm really gutted I couldn't make it on Sunday. But uh, well done, ladies. Absolutely special and uh, special night for, for U.S. rugby. Harpo, Rugby World Cup 2019. Impressed or unimpressed so far? Impressed with the really good Tier 1 matches. Not so impressed with the uh, bottom of the barrel. But uh, hey, it makes money for world rugby. And if that's what it takes to promote the game worldwide, well, we're just going to have to live with these 67 to 3 scores and <laughs> 75 to 7 or whatever. It's uh, But... Uh, yeah, that's what keeps the uh, Rugby World Cup afloat. 
Well, we get plenty of tries. We've had plenty of firsts. Uh, Barry, the first time we've had more red cards than we've ever seen. There's already been six. We're not even uh, three quarters of the way through the tournament. There have been 15 yellow cards. And a poor fellow, Ed Fido for Samoa, got two yellow cards against Scotland and subsequently got a red card. Guys have been sent home, oh bands here and there. Yeah, and, and this is, I guess, uh, we were expecting this. Uh, it's a safety they, thing, they, right? They, yeah, they, 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 uh, World Rugby went after you know, player welfare and the issues that they were having there and have had there for a long time. And a uh, decision was made um, quite a long time back already uh, about some law changes, especially around the tackle area and especially around the shoulder to the head area. And we have seen multiple red cards for those offences, uh, particularly the shoulder to the head, which is sometimes a little unfortunate because a player's, you know, just the angles of rugby and you sometimes feel for the defenders because they get it a little wrong, uh, but and the and the, the penalty is is is, is very severe. It's, in fact, it's the most severe. You're off and you're probably suspended for two games or three games out the term. And at this stage now, if it happens throughout the yeah. tournament, with the runner so, leaning forward, correct. It can so, be very hard. yeah. So um, yeah, the, 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 this is going to have a. It's had a huge impact on the tournament. Now discipline is going to the most disciplined team out of those top four sides that we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, will have a big, big advantage in winning any of those close contests. So in a way, the rule followers will do well in the late rounds? Sure. The most disciplined <laughs> teams are going are gonna to give away the least penalties. And um, if they've got a really good forward pack and, and, and a good 10 and can apply pressure and play good territory, it's, it's, it's field goal time. You know, it's not, it's not about who scores. When you get to quarterfinals and semifinals of World Cups and finals, obviously, you're not, you're not necessarily looking to tear teams apart. You're looking to win uh, by one or two points. That's all you need to do. So your tactics do change, um, and conditions will also dictate that. Well, tell me if I'm wrong. Northern Hemisphere plays very boring, safe, rule-following rugby, and don't try and poach. Southern Hemisphere teams all over the ball, spin it wide, go crazy. Who's going to play better down the stretch? I know your answer, and I always agree with it. I think the Southern Hemisphere teams are favored. Yeah. Uh, right now for the long bet to win it all. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in the quarterfinals if we assume we're going to get our classic four Northern Hemisphere teams on three, at least three, Argentina looks to be out right now, three dominant Southern Hemisphere teams? Yeah, I would say uh, this for, for me, we can already start talking about four teams here um, that have got a realistic chance of winning the World Cup. Uh, no matter how the quarterfinal permutations play out, um, I think we're looking at uh, New Zealand is a, still a very strong favourite to go all the way um, and regardless of who they have to play in the quarterfinal or the semi-final you'd expect them to at least be in the final uh, South Africa probably the team that would play them in the final uh, although a lot of people would argue that England uh, have also shown enough to suggest that they will go right through um, so I think this World Cup will play itself out and so who's your fourth uh, the team? Four, the fourth team would be Wales. Sorry, uh, and, 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 I, and I delay mentioning them because, of course, they can be the, the ones to throw a huge spanner in the works if they turn it up again. They've got a great coach, great system. No one's talking too much about them at the moment. They're actually deep, too. And they're, they're, deep and, and they, they're the, danger, the danger team. As we all know, they, and, and maybe you're not getting the credit that they should be from the journalists and the bookmakers and everybody else who seems to fancy Harpo, New Zealand seen, and South Africa. Uh, I've seen you with a Wales jersey on here and there. <laughs> What's their connection to Wales, and do they have a chance to spoil hearts and 
minds of, of Southern Hemisphere, proud countries in my, the quarterfinals. My connection to Wales is um, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows Thumper. And Thumper is the team manager for Wales, and he actually was an international player back in the day. So he gets me all my Welsh gear. In fact, I'm wearing my Welsh shorts right now. I was supposed to go to one of the players during the Six Nations matches, but I'm wearing those. I gave the jersey to my uh, buddy's son, uh, Garrett Mortimer, and uh, my jacket. I uh, kept the jacket. It's a beautiful jacket. jacket. Beautiful jacket. jacket. But, however, what's the name of this show? Rugby Pick'em. Okay, let's start with the quarterfinals. Let's start with the quarterfinals. And uh, quarterfinal number one, we have the winner of Pool C, which will probably be England, going to, going up against the uh, runner-up of Pool D, which will probably be Australia. So we have England versus Australia. Who you got? What a fantastic matchup. Both teams have extremely proud Rugby World Cup history and rugby history. They're actually tied 3-3. Three to three and played six times in the Rugby World Cup. Barry, it's going to be a great game. Mm. Right now, I would say if I had to handicap it, England's going to be an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. England by eight. Gotcha. That Barry? doesn't mean I like them. That, that, that doesn't mean I like them. I think that's, where the, oh, that's but, where the bookies, I think, will put it. Ah. Uh, uh, if I got to pick them head-to-head. I want you to pick them in by how many. All right, all right. Just Here like the Super Brew pool. I think... The pundits are going to go heavy England because England yeah. is like the mafiosa of rugby. They secretly run it. They're the RFU. New Zealand has a lot of sweat, like pull. South Africa has pull, but England runs it. They were part of the original Six Nations block that blocked the World League because mm. they didn't like it. It didn't adhere to the Northern Hemisphere um, agenda. The pundits are going to go heavy England. I'm taking my scrappy, scrappy Wallabies. Oh, you are? In the quarterfinal wow. by a point. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I, I'd like to believe that they've got that sort of scrap in them because we've seen it many times before at World Cups. Um, I think this team has ha- been in such disarray. You know, the opening fixture, we're talking the Wallabies now, uh, against Fiji, they were... That wouldn't have been one of the best matches of the tournament. And and, and it was a good match, and it's one of the few that I've managed to watch live. Um, But no, they haven't done enough to convince us that they're real contenders, whereas England have. I think England is showing that they are a currently third favourite to win the tournament, just behind South Africa, uh, and and, and rightfully so, because of the way they're playing. Uh, So no, you can't discount England here, and, and but it would be a big upset... Personally, I think England and Eddie Jones have got this, um, and I think they've got enough to, to beat them by that eight points. I think it's going to be in that region. So you got England by eight? That's right. Harpo, do you think that line's accurate, or do you think they're going to blow them up? I personally, I have uh, England favored by two, but I like Australia. Australia, they've wow. won the World Cup two times. Wow. In fact, the, hey, southern, dying, mate. the wow. southern Hemisphere has won the World Cup seven out of eight times. That's true. Was, and I'm looking at Australia to make it to the semifinals. Uh, but Australian then, mates are going to hate So <laughs> I, actually have, I actually picked Australia by one, even though England's just, favored I'm by uh, form here, guys. I've got a lot of good rugby mates down in Sydney and if any of you happen to well, listen to this just please take it easy I love you guys but honestly on form I think England are, are moving are on Harpo really quick moving Barry on. you say you're on form you pick nothing but favorites and you've won seven straight bets correct I congratulate you on the cash you have in hand but I will always say 
It's always brightest before the black. Oh my god. Well, we'll talk after the quarterfinals, boys. And you know what? This is when it does get interesting. And you're right. It could all fall apart. Because any of these teams can win. It's great. It's very exciting. Next game. There's 11 matches left in the prelims, but we're going to talk about the quarterfinals because that's, that's right. all that really matters. Okay. Let's talk okay. about that. Uh, quarterfinal number two. We have uh, the winner of Pool B, which is New Zealand. And it goes up against uh, the runner-up of Pool A, which I'm picking Scotland. But it could be Japan. And it could be Ireland. And it could be Ireland. So I think we all like New Zealand in this game, no matter what. I've got New Zealand favored by 22, no matter who they play. Japan, Ireland, I've, or I've, I've, I've Scotland. Flicked, I've flicked them into the final already, so you know my Yeah, pick. Hardball, I like that. It's, it's bullet round. But let's just say, there is one match that matters, the Japan versus Scotland. It doesn't matter in the long term, but it matters to those two countries. I'm I'll tell you what Japan. really matters is the match this weekend with... Typhoon Higibus absolutely blowing into southern Japan and Ireland needs the bonus point to make yeah. the quarterfinals. Yeah. But we have Typhoon Higibus. This one can get rained out for this. Well, if anybody Not loves completely. to play in the slop, it's Ireland. Do you know what happens, Brendan? Their mother was a mother. Do you know what the, what happens? Their father the games, was a mother. I got that in the wrong order. Uh, what happens? Do you know what happens? They tie, right? Yeah, they tie. They both get zero points, I believe, and they move on. That's it. No, no. They get, they get two, two? two points get two each. Two points. Oh, we're on the street. We're on the street. Uncle Johnny and uh, uh, Logan oh, Collins are over there. And, uh, oh, shit. They, they, they sent me a coconut telegraph telling me that word on the street over there is the uh, rugby the world um, rugby world is going to uh, move the game to northern Japan. Damn. So they're going to play the game. Would they? That would kind of screw the fans. Uh, Uncle Johnny and Logan, I'm sorry. That, that's they word, they that's, straight into the that's typhoon. word on the street in, <laughs> in Japan the street. that they're okay. gonna, well, this, this match stay safe, huh? is going to come off. But just quick, uh, Hegibus is a Filipino word that means velocity or speed, swiftness. And uh, the first Filipino comic book superhero was a uh, superhero named Hegibus. So... Typhoon Higibus, get lost. All right, moving on. <laughs> the quarterfinal number three, the winner of Pool D, which will probably be Wales, will play the runner-up of Pool C, which is France. France wow. is already in there. What I've got I've got game. Wales favored by five. Who do you got? That's a great game. That's a that's a Six Nations game for two teams that have actually well Wales won the Grand Slam last year. Um, so they would be the most on-form team, and everybody seems to think they're number two right now coming out of Europe. But France are those feisty underdogs. Barry, we've heard these reports of a oh, French revolt. The, the Tell first, me if you've heard it before. No, a I French revolt. I heard about it just before. We Heads are this. dropping. What's going on? What, what's the story? It's, are you, were you being for real earlier? You no, it, it's for real. I know nothing the, about it. What's, the what's players happening? are very upset with the coaching staff based on selection, and they basically... They're selecting a new captain. They're completely oh. taking over. There basically was an owner for Racing Metro or 92 or one of these French teams that put out a big opinion piece as one does right. on Twitter these days. They pop off, so to speak. Do you know what I think? You know what I think? I think the French are doing this on purpose to give themselves some reverse psychology mental edge <laughs> to not only win the next game, but to win the whole cup with some radical thing because they realize the road we're on now, we're not going to win. Yeah. We've got to do something fucking radical here. If we're going to win. And we've got to fire up our French psyche and that je ne sais quoi that they have and do something radical. And so it doesn't surprise me, Brendan. Now, Harpo. I'm shocked. 
I'm uh, shocked. France arguing with themselves. Yeah, France exactly. arguing with their coaches. France arguing with the owners. Yeah, I'm exactly. shocked. Exactly. Everybody's expecting France to shock the rugby world, but it's not going to happen yeah. this year. No, I'm going watch Wales. Them play, Heavy Wales. If you watch them play in the earlier match, the only player that's playing out of his mind is that number 11. Yeah, the wingers. The winger. Scratch. I forget oh, his awesome. name. His, he Kavaya, is the one Kavaya, and right only Baca, player Baca, sorry, that's yeah. playing out of his Baca, mind. Yeah, so, uh, so raise your hand for Wales. So, so yeah, since we're, since we're I since I get all my Wales gear for free because I know a guy who knows a guy who knows Thumper, I'm going with Wales by five. I'll just I'll just jump in there. Wales by 12. I think they'll do it easy. All right. Quarterfinal number four. Winner of Pool A, which could be Ireland if uh, they sort out the Typhoon Higibus thing. And the runner-up of Pool B, South Africa. And uh, I'm going with uh, South Africa has favored by 11 points. And um, Ireland, I mean, who knows if Johnny Sexton is going to come unscathed out of the... Um, Ireland uh, Samoa match. So uh, either way, whether he's injured or not, I've got South Africa going to the uh, semifinals. So you've got Wales. You haven't got Japan in your quarterfinals, there. No, Harbo. No, I'm, to I'm think picking Scotland. Scotland through. is going to beat them by a couple of tries. Scotland's going to mm. score four or five tries. They're going to hold uh, Japan to less than uh, favor, yeah. three tries. And uh, but it's so Japan, up in the air, man. We got a typhoon coming in on barreling down on the Irish game. Potential win there for the Japanese. They've got to keep that's, not gonna keep stop, it going. that's not going to stop. That's not going to stop. My boots Scotland. are shaking. Well, Scotland right weren't now. exactly impressive in their opening fixture, and I'm not sure they've done a. Huge Did you watch the game? I did not, I'm retired. I got, I, I'm up dude, all night got, long watching every clobbered. single play. They got clobbered. You don't need to, when a team gets beat 36 They beat no. Samoa 34 Samoa, to nothing. Crap, and, Samoa, they're supposed to be this big physical no, team. Sh- every time terrible. they got their hands on the ball, Scotland pushed them back one, two meters every of single course. time. But they're playing Samoa. Every single pass. There's a, there's a they pushed them back and pushed them back and pushed them back. There's it. no way. They lost 36. Was it 36 0 no, in their first game? Let, let's. Against Ireland, right? Yeah, but it was in the slop. It was piss and rain. Oh, come on, that's Ireland had the front foot. No Barry, we know your prediction against the Springboks. <laughs> Moving you know, on to how this. How many points will you take the Springboks by against an Ireland or a Scotland or a Japan? <sighs> that, that would be very... Uh, we don't really want to play Ireland, to be absolutely honest with you. Um, they've got a great record against South Africa. They can turn it on on their day. Um, the box will have to grind that out by a couple of points to get through, and they're going to have to play very well. Yeah, moving, I'll, I'll moving, also take the box, Harpo. Moving on to the semifinals. But we'll take got, Japan in the quarters. Let's go. We'll take Japan We've in got the quarters. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> Australia slash England versus New Zealand. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to stop New Zealand. I got New Zealand favored by 13. Who you got? I'll give you the 13 points in England or Australia for okay. 100, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 push-ups yeah. on demand. No, no, no. I like that. I like that. I like the All Blacks. They are my betting favorite to win. What a big surprise. <laughs> I mean, they're class, Harpo. What, what do you want me to say? They sling the ball. The only potential weakness I can see, game in the slop, where they're off-handed, off, you know, the off-weight offloads, the falling away, and just reading each other's cut lines before it happens, that might be off in the pouring rain. But then again, if you grew up on the Southern Island playing rugby, you've played in the pouring rain your whole life, just like the Irish. So, The biggest risk to New Zealand right now is their own discipline. If they, um, if they keep it together like they have done so far and they keep, keep on the right side of the referees, 
they're going to coast in. I think that would be the thing that will derail them, would be a critical red card in a knockout game. Yeah. Other than that. Barry, Mr. Seven for seven. Urbear. Uh-huh. We've got, I've got New Zealand favored for like 13 points. Would you throw $1,000 on uh, Australia and take the 13 points? Since New Zealand is so... No, I, I would go the other way. I would, I would, New I would, Zealand I would... is so indisciplined. No, I'm saying they're not. The point is that if somehow things just... They just got started to get really unlucky. You know, and there's been a lot of talk about how the refs have missed a hell of a lot of their stuff, man. I mean, uh, you know, South Africans moaned about it for oh two God. weeks. I mean, they bleated like they sounded like the palms, you know, the South yeah. Africans, the way we were carrying on moaning about the referee again. But unfortunately, you do have to look at that and say, geez, okay, they do get the rub. I mean, it's, it's you know, I don't want to sound like a whinger, but they have. And maybe their luck runs out with one referee who decides, actually, no. Right. <laughs> and it changes. The All I'll say on the refs is, if you have a French accent, you cannot be a dominant international ref. I'm or sorry. Or ever ref French... the Springboks again. <laughs> French refs mumbling in English is like the least intimidating thing in the world we we love the french people we don't want any more french refs no more french refs please (laughs) we'll uh, we love you guys we love the country but we just don't want your referees okay just no more please all right, we got well, at least one the more. players don't yell at the referees. No, they the don't. French players. No, no, no. The French players yeah. who yell at everybody except the referees. Right. All right, moving on. We've got no, the other good. semifinal matches: uh, uh, Wales versus uh, South Africa. I've got South Africa favored by eleven points. That's, That's a good line. That's a really good it's line. A, it's, it's a good line, you know. Wales. I, oh, I'd love to believe it, you know. And this is where my head and my heart get totally twisted, and I often get it wrong, but. When it comes to South Africa, but and especially against Wales, Wales have got a fantastic. Um, uh, sorry, what did we got here? Quarterfinal four? No, no. South Africa are going to win. Um, I, I, I just think that it, it will be tight again. I think South Africa are going to squeak limp into the final. They're going to win by a few points against these Northern Hemisphere teams now. However, their record against both Wales and Ireland is very poor in the last little while. So. Uh, just really on the way they're playing as a group um, and the leadership right now in, in the camp, uh, I think they're strong enough, and I think we've got we've got enough on the bench to to to, to beat Wales and certainly the Ford Pack. Is, is as much as I impressive. like all my free Welsh gear, I'm going with South Africa by about fifteen to twenty points. Wow. They're, they're gonna they're gonna cover the spread by uh, eleven. It's easy. a very good. It's we saw easy. against Canada uh, yesterday. It's a very this, good second string that South Africa have got at this the World box. Cup. Are gonna so be there's plenty to come into a that, lot more physical than into the Welsh. that into that first select. So yeah, we'll see a lot of the guy. We'll see some of these guys who played against Canada in the potentially later in the tournament. And that'll bring us to the finals. New Zealand versus South Africa. I've got New Zealand favored by nine points in this one. Jeez, I can't believe I have to make this call. But actually, I've... I've, I've I, I, nine I, I wanna... points. I'll give you nine points yeah. in your box I, for listen, 100 push-ups on demand. Right. Okay. I'm just going to take the box anyway because I'm a South African fan. Okay? So that's it. So this time around... I call it the Springboks. Uh, do it with a drop goal in the last minute of the World Cup final. Andre Pollard. Uh, it's going to be 12 10 to the Springboks. He's pulling off his punditry hat and putting on his fan hat. 12 10. The All Blacks are going to score two unconverted tries, and the Springboks are going to have two drop goals and two penalties or some shit like that. Here's what I see, and as you well know, I see things. What I see is New Zealand and South Africa matching up physically. They both tackle the same. 
They they both ruck the same. They yeah. both lineouts the same. They're 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 the same comparisons in every phase of the game, except ball handling mm. and offloads. Mm. And that's where New Zealand is going to mm. beat South Africa with their. Uh, Ball handling skills and their offloads. Other than that, it's going to be a physical, sure. brutal battle. So the irony of this contest, Harpo, is that the Springboks have had by far the best record against New Zealand over the last two or three years. But this yeah. is the World Cup. Compared to other countries, Barry. Compared to anybody. But that still doesn't take away the fact that New Zealand... But this is there. the World Cup. They do. But nah. this is only, just by the way, the last four results, and again, you can, you can fact check me here, I think we've got two draws... And one win each in the last four games. That's as 50-50 as it gets. This is what you call a three-peat. And that was three of those four games were definitely in New Zealand. Only one of those games was in South Africa. So read into that what you will, but it's very, very even. So um, between those two countries, we we just play them more than everybody else. We we understand how to unlock them on our day, how to beat them. So, yeah. Lospo, who you got between New Zealand and South Africa in the finals? New Zealand, yeah, yeah. New Zealand, New Zealand. Lospo uh-huh. takes the favorite. New Zealand, Harpo, you blew by me on my whale South Africa pick, but I love you because you're keeping us to our new short time span. Thanks to Harpo's feedback. We yeah. also want to thank the fans in all the different cities. That Harpo, I'll give you some stats because you came so well prepared today. Our top three listening cities is Denver, obviously, where we record, where we're from, what we follow. We have Boots on the Ground with Harpo, Harpo and Lospo at the Lady Sevens. Denver is our number one. Number two is, weirdly, Dallas. I have no idea why. And number three is Cape Town, Barry's home <laughs> home city. So we love hearing Barry's audience here. And uh, Harpo, I want to thank everybody for coming on today. I will pick... South Africa, but not to cover your spread. I think that's too generous. Wales plays a dirty game, and if we could recall the last quarterfinal, uh-huh. Wales was there, ready to win the game until we saw a beautiful out-the-back ball from yeah. the eight. Was that Dwayne Vermeulen? Vermeulen yes. To the nine. Furi de Pria. Furi de Pria the great, the in Furi the de corner to win. I mean, Wales was right on the verge of being through to the semis. The year before that, Wales was a point away from going to the finals. They had an early red card, and they lost mm-hmm. a close game against New Zealand, if I recall. Good so answer. Wales has been there, oh, yeah. but they won't get through this round. The Bucs are through, and in the final, I'm going with house money here. New Zealand. I, as a rugby fan, have come up through New Zealand. I went to the last World Cup. All I've seen is New Zealand dominance. I'm going with my brain, fellas. New Zealand. Now, for your bonus segment, we are going to go through our Rugby Pick'em Super Brew Attitude Adjusters Association starting 23. That's right. We have a uh, Pick'em pool where only the best and the brightest uh, learn how to get an email and register. So we'll go through our starting 23 based on form. Of course, the coaches always select on form. Um, Harpa, who is our front three? Okay, for those of you unfamiliar with Superbrew, it's a website where you pick the winner of the World Cup game and by how many points. And 23 players signed up with the Attitude Adjusters Association. So this is going to be our starting roster. This is going to be our roster versus Argentina. So we have in first place so far, Touch Rugby. Uh, 
His name is Casey Schneider. Uh, Bichet, is he a teammate of yours? Um, I don't know. Casey K- Schneider. I don't you know? know Casey Schneider. Barry, do you know Casey Schneider? Um, I'm Touch rugby. All right. Well, All right, Casey, well, you're, God you're, bless you. You're, you're starting prize. <laughs> and uh, our number two is Chucky Fresh is in second place. Oh, well, everybody knows Chucky Fresh. Rugby pick em bio number two. If oh. you haven't heard it, oh. scroll back to the original interview. We had an absolute blast. He's a great player. The guy's amazing. He bleeds from his nose and spurts. And number three is Cohen, Cohen Ben R, number 52. Oh, uh, old Ben Cohen, old Wake ben. Forest University player, uh, teammate of mine, club president at the time. We all know in college how much of a weight that is to carry all the paperwork for a team, but Ben Cohen's one of the best in the biz. He's in Madrid right now, but his picks are hot. Number three on our list. Number four is Motor 7. This is a guy I met in uh, Chicago about four or five years ago at the Ireland-New Zealand match. We watched the uh, match in a uh, sports uh, bar, and I, his name is Dave Kerr. He played for the Eagles back in, I don't know, 04, 05, something like that, the classic Eagles in uh, 07. He was on the team with uh, Dan Payne and a few of those guys, and uh, he's in fourth place, and right behind him adds the other second row, number five, is JB, Josh Bergen out of Cincinnati. He's a Cincinnati old boy. And for our back row in 6th, 7th, and 8th place, we have Mile High Safa, Barry himself, Rugby Pick'em, B. Shea, and Hello. with you. That that's is Donald. Old Donald with Dandrea. And is going to be at the back of the scrum. That's amazing. Well and, done, man. and our number nine, our halfbacks, our line-out ballerina is our <laughs> Nikki D, work on those ball skills now. <laughs> and our our fly half is number 10, Scoop. He was my uh, uh, scrum half when I played it for the Fort Lauderdale Knights back in the uh, late 70s. And uh, at number uh, 11 and is uh, Pegleg uh, Patriot. He's a renegade old boy uh, who uh, played for the Chicago Southside before he uh, moved down to Atlanta. Number 12 is another is uh, Ms. Strongbow. She actually played for the Cincinnati Celts about six, seven years ago. Moved to Denver, played for Black Eyes, and has since moved on to... Uh, Alaska. And uh, number 13, we have Ryan W. Isn't he a barbo? Well, they call him Aussie, but he's really just American. Drop the nickname, you fraud. Ryan Walker. And at 14, we have Jedi. And didn't you, Barry, invite Jedi? He's a uh, he's a journalist over in New Zealand. He has this podcast called uh, ARC, Alternative Rugby something or other. I actually Googled it, and they're pretty funny. And uh, okay, now we've got uh, our full back. Our full. <laughs> yeah, there's a picture. Oh, of big him. shout out to Jed Tian. Are oh, we just uh, checking out him? Um, He's Zealand. Our... Oh, the token Kiwi. Beautiful. We got one. Jed inside center. And our full back is the Swerve. Mr. Oh. Logan Collins himself, uh, boots on the ground in Japan. Yeah, he just made the starting 15. What a shame. You know, he, <laughs> he keeps picking like he's picking, and he's going to drop into the, uh, the bench players. And speaking of the bench players, at number 16, we have Grabby. Grabby. John, John Grant? Don't know Grabby. Grabby. Well, try, try and Google him. Yes, and John Grant from Canada. You know? 28 caps. Oh, nice. <laughs> on rug on super brew. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, oh, okay. oh wow, we got a Canadian player. I was say, maybe uh, they could have used him in the uh, Springbok game today. 
And uh, our tight our, head uh, prop off the bench, uh, Stacy Earls. Earls, uh, number Earls nine. He, Oompa Loompa. He was the Oompa scrum Loompa. half for the Battleship Rugby Club back in the <laughs> mid nineties uh, when they won the Division Two national championship. And he was then. still the uh, scrum half for. Uh, uh, Battleship Rugby in 01 when they won the Division Three uh, National Championships. Followed up by number 18, the backup second row, everyone's favorite uncle. Wouldn't you know one of our favorite co-hosts on the show? Oh, not doing particularly well on my the favorite. Super Brew. Is he he just made the, the roster. Is he just, hey, he's hey, on the My first love. He made, uh, don't but forget. You expect better from Johnny. When we get to the quarterfinals and semifinals and finals, you get more points so he can move into the Ooh, starting lineup. That's the true. The top 10. That's true. Okay, and then at number 19, we have KJ. Huh. Coming in at second row. She's on her way here to watch USA Argentina. Okay. Let's go, Eagles! I love Kim Jordan. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> and number 20, we have Pat. Pat hey! Smith. Oh, yeah. I, oh co our, uh, our one of our coaches down at uh, Colorado I hope School he can of Mars. coach better than he can pick. Well, he, uh, I did send him a few tips. He didn't listen. He didn't listen. <laughs> and our, uh, our uh, reserves on the bench for the uh, bats, we got... Rugby wrap-up. Oh, now, a little funny thing here, here because Harpo, they also are our round three wooden spoon holder. Oh, Ooh. that's right. What's that thing you yeah. said about wooden spoons? Oh, they make great kindling for backyard campfires. <laughs> now, we thought it was Matt McCarthy himself, but upon further review, producer Jonathan Wicklow Barbary has been making the picks. Oh. That has gotten the rugby wrap-up into the doghouse. first place uh. out of 23. And then we have W. Connor Shea. Hey, oh. is that your last name, Shea? Well, wouldn't you know that my younger brother, he made a trip up to Aspen Ruggerfest to play for the Barbos. <clears throat> Connor Shea usually plays for the Washington Irish out east. Well, Harpo, you certainly can't pick him. <laughs> Last but not least, number 23, rounding out the pool, we have Tommy No-Pick in last place. Well, Harpo, my guess is he just hasn't been making his damn picks. Tommy No-Picks, last place. Oh, dear. Thanks thanks for the contributions there, Tommy. Yeah, thanks, Tommy. It's like you you do realize you got four default picks, and now you're out of default picks, so you're not going to get out of the uh, basement unless you uh, make some picks in the quarterfinals. Well, we can always count on Tommy. No picks for... No picks. No picks. Thank you to all the rugby picking fans. Thank you to Harpo. Thank you to Lospo. Thank you to Barry. Any last thoughts, Barry? Uh, guys, yeah, it's been it's been awesome to be back and lovely to spend time with you both and actually all three of you. Um, and uh, yeah, let's 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 really tune in. I think we must dial in. We're gonna have a couple of late nights in the quarterfinals. It's been brutal for us here in the states. We haven't been able to watch a lot of it live until tonight. Until tonight, we have our Eagles. We on. didn't even talk about the freaking Eagles. Or, or oh, bonus gonna... segment. Bonus segment. Who you got? Who you got? I have. Pick them. Eagles or Because I'm a competitive and I want to win the pool, I pick Argentina by one. Because I think we're going to just go at them like we did France. Can we just talk about France really quick? Sure. I stayed up and then I fell asleep, but then I came back quickly after work and rewatched it. And Ben Pinkelman, you know, my heart just pours for you. That's obvious. Uh, but all the boys just fronted against France for one second. We were actually playing tier one rugby. And yeah, 
you know, mistakes were made and ball went to deck and it's a slap fest. You can see these players sweating off their chest. Like, yeah. it's so humid. It's been tough. There's it's been crazy. conditions by the looks yeah. of it. So. And it, according to the French camp, they played like shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, else would you have a French revolt? Yeah. But that they, doesn't they, matter. When do they play in humidity like that back home? Yeah. Maybe once or twice? Yeah. Yeah. Either way. I, yeah. I love the Eagles. I love the way they're fighting hard. There are some players that are more on form than others, but on the whole, Barry, your yes. mate, yes. Gary Gold. Yes. I don't know why I've gone into an Australian <laughs> accent talking about a sapper. <laughs> However, yes. I, I love Gary. The interview he gave after England where he just fucking turned it on, lit a fire under their ass. Not to mention they queued in the halftime cam and he was cussing the team out. But they deserved to be cussed out. They were getting bossed around. I love that. I love our new coaching staff. Yeah. And I remember what I was going to say before. I have an analogy for both of you. Yeah. I think that being a head coach of a rugby powerhouse is like a presidential term. You get that hire, you win the election, it's amazing. You, you go into one World term. Cup, will you win a second term? Yeah, a lot of coaches don't even want it. You know, they want to go take a team to a World Cup. You know, win it and get out. Win it and, and, and just <laughs> and, and bank this and keep their stock high. You know. Yeah. Uh, plenty of coaches have done that uh, and, and they're back in with different teams at this World Cup so no I think um, like if Razzie wins yeah, this year yeah. with South Africa he'll go down this he'll never ever pay for anything you, you, you in you home know, country ever again yeah I mean uh, so, so for Steve Hansen this is really a, a, a truly it's a legacy maker for him oh my god I don't think any other coach will ever do what he probably will end up doing and I hate to say that I still believe the box can do it in a, in a, in a tight one in the final yeah but uh, no, for Steve Hansen, he's going for rugby royalty, which is. Will, which is unlikely to be just surprised. And it's weird because it's like if he doesn't deliver, it's almost like he tarnishes what? A reputation of the guy that brought you back the trophy after you couldn't snag it for 15 years? Yeah. It's preposterous to think a fan base could get that stuffy. Yeah. And hate him for it, but... No, no, I don't think so. He, he goes down as one of the great... He did inherit a very, very strong team. Um, and he's kept, and he's probably made them that bit better. He's allowed, he's brought in players at the right time. Sometimes dropped some very, very good players. But I think what he's got now, he's got a very nice blend of youth and experience. And I'm hoping that South Africa can take advantage of some of that youth, even though they're highly talented kids. What are they going to do when they're really on the big, big stage? Will they crack as New Zealand have cracked in, in big matches yeah. with a lot of youngsters? Because that's what they've got against a. That and their discipline we'll see are the things that, are, that, that South if there's going to be something that's going to trip them up, it's going to be that, that little bit of inexperience they've got out there and possibly some poor discipline that they get snagged. In the Eagles' first two matches against England and France, they've given up 88 points and missed 85 tackles. Wow. Hey, Eagles, mm. know your role. Make your tackles. If you could... Keep your missed tackles under 20. You could beat Argentina. Heck, you can give anybody a game. You got to make your tackles. Know your role. I'm rooting for you to win. But I've been waiting for 47 years for a tier, to beat a Tier 1 team. I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time. I'm not going to be on this earth much longer. Please, for my sake, win a game against a Tier 1 country. But Thank Harper, you. Harper, Harper, I need to stop you right there. 
You have done it. You've already done it once. Do you have you forgotten already? Oh, Do I need to remind we've you? We've talked about that on this show. Houston. Harpo doesn't hot think as that balls. was a hottest balls against Scotland B team, and it's a Scotland left five of their starters at home. They started seven players for the very first time, and the Eagles closed the gap. They beat a professional club side that day. I want a tier one scalp. You want a scalp at a World a Cup? A tier one scalp. On, We're gonna get it tonight at Rugby Pickle. Hey, let's go Come watch on. a game. Let's go to the bar. Let's right. go watch a game. Talking rugby, telling stories, rugby pick. Lauren Doyle, she was half spark plug, half smash and bash, and between the five of them, they destroyed their competition. I know a guy who knows a guy who knows Thumper. What's the name of this show? Rugby Pick'em. Hegibus is a Filipino word that means velocity or speed, swiftness. And uh, the first Filipino comic book superhero was a uh, superhero named Hegibus. So, Typhoon Hegibus, get lost. They pop off, so to speak. Do you know what I think? Did you, you watch the sense? game? I did not. I'm retired. I... Two weeks. I mean, they bleated like they sounded like the palms, you know, the South Africans, the way we were carrying on moaning about the referee again. French refs mumbling in English is like the least intimidating thing in the world. We, we love the French me, people, we don't want any more French I'm sorry, I'm looking at your we'll cut, and we'll cut this part. Stop cheating. Stop cheating. I'm just looking at your notes, man. South Africa is favored by 11 points over Wales. In a potential semi-final. Okay. Yeah. Right. Apologies. Okay. So we, we, um, we got New Zealand in the other one. Yeah, okay. And it's uh, one of these two. Here's what I see. And as you well know, I see things. John Grant from Canada. You know? 28 caps. Oh, nice. 
<laughs> on rug on super brew. Hey, uh, <laughs> <for Karen. laughs> I love Kim Jordan. Oh, there you go. Well, we can always count on Tommy. No picks for well, no picks. No picks. <laughs> Well, we can always count on Tommy no picks for... Well, no picks. No picks. Hey, Eagles. Mm. Know your role. Make your tackles. <laughs>